0: Welcome to Don't Tell Momo, where we spill the sweet tea on all things Southern. I'm Mandy. I'm Leah. I'm Katie. And you're listening to Don't, Don't Tell Momo.
1: another episode. Get ready to hook up that caffeine IV because the best part of waking up is coffee. Just coffee. Um, (laughs) We're here with fellow coffee aficionado Andrea Parker and today's episode is all about southern coffee culture. So um, as resident millennials we are all very much into coffee culture, uh, or tea culture as it were, um, as well. So yeah. Okay. So Andrea, we have to ask you our number one guest question that we always ask everybody. And that is what is the most Southern thing that has happened to you?
2: Well, you would think listening to y'all's podcast, I would have an answer (laughs) for y'all, but I did think about it. And I think that the most Southern thing has happened to me would deal with family and religion.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So y'all know, growing up in the South, if you start dating someone or if you friend someone, your parents are always like, what religion are they? <laughs> um, yep, you're not wrong. <laughs> but growing up, our house was very odd because my mother's family um, is Mormon and my dad's family was Southern Baptists. Mm. And so, uh, one Sunday when me, my cousin and my sister got baptized in the Mormon church, my dad's grandparents were like, Oh no. And that next Sunday went and got baptized in the Southern Baptist church. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) I was like, okay, great. But, um, But I've actually been baptized a third time in a non-denominational church because I felt like that was the way to go. (laughs) You got to hedge your bets. (laughs) I was
3: confused as a kid, you know, I had to figure it out on my own. Triple dunked, triple (laughs) steeped, oh my gosh, uh, triple trouble,
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing wow yes that's pretty that is pretty darn southern right there i must andrea
3: say. you are southern. a triple religious threat <laughs>
1: <laughs> i only have a couple more to go i mean am
0: i
3: right
1: they're into
0: my religion you know <laughs> i say at least with Methodists, it's easy it's just like the sprinkle on your head it's not the full like co- go let's go down, down to in. the river dunk
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> that's okay with catholics you just you do it as a baby you don't even you, remember
0: don't e- it. you know you don't even
1: remember it yeah nope. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's hilarious. Triple oh
2: baptized. Would say so, that's probably the most Southern thing that's happened.
1: <laughs> you are good to go.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't heard that before. That's pretty great. That is wonderful.
1: <laughs> okay, so in terms of our coffee culture, I think we should all kind of start out a little bit with talking about our qualifications to talk about this. And so let's see um, if... We can talk about how does everyone like their coffee? So how do you drink your coffee normally on a daily basis? How do you actually prefer it? Are those the same kinds of things? And then what about black coffee? Are you a black coffee drinker or are you anti-black coffee?
2: My go-to morning coffee is with my old faithful Keurig nice, and a splash of silk vanilla almond creamer. And that's it. Mandy did get me on to using, it's either a mocha pot or a coffee pergolator. I don't know what term people use, mm-hmm. but I only use that on the weekend just because yeah. it takes a little bit more time and me, I'm always on the go and it's convenient. So that's what's best for me.
1: What is your go-to coffee brand? <laughs> for
2: my Keurig, I like the Folgers Hazelnut. Okay. It's like a medium roast.
1: Nice. Uh, but
2: for the mocha pot I use the uh cafe bestello oh yeah that's that's the best for the mocha pot
1: yeah yeah for sure
2: and when I use that machine I normally just do like steamed milk yeah Mm -hmm. either way I'm not opposed to drinking black coffee but this might also be a southern thing if I'm drinking black coffee I have to have a sweet breakfast (laughs) so like (laughs) A chocolate waffle or a donut or something like that.
1: Nice. I like it.
0: Oh, yeah. I love black coffee, but you're right. There's nothing that hits right like a black coffee in the afternoon with like a sweet treat, like a cookie or something.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. My to go coffee now, I got, I forked out for an espresso maker last year because I just saw the Instagrams of the people making their bougie coffees on the Mm -hmm. reels and I was like, I really want a bougie coffee maker. So I got one, um, actually got a refurbished one and I prefer even, I I like a lot of the Nespresso brand ones, but Mm -hmm. you got to order them. And I really actually like just the plain single shot espresso from the Starbucks pod. That's like normally what I drink like in the morning after teaching my classes. And then right now I'm in a kick because it's super hot out right now to get a cold brew from greenhouse, just, uh, just a no, no milk or anything in it. Just, just, uh, just the cold brew with light ice. And that's been doing it for me
1: in the, in the winter time, I'll get some kind of hot coffee. Nice. Well, as the resident desert rat here, um, I drink cold coffee all year because it's winter doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> winter is a construct there. <laughs> yeah. Winter is, winter is not coming here. Um, <laughs> how any more can we come up with? Um, so I basically, so hot coffee is a treat that I get sometimes when I go to other areas that are colder. Um, and so I drink cold brew. That's my daily is I have, uh, we make cold brew at home, no ice, just a little half and half. And so that's kind of my go-to every morning. And I also, but I also prefer cold coffee, like an iced coffee is is one of my favorite things. So yeah. What about you, Miss Katie?
3: Nice. Um, seasonally, I change uh, my coffee preferences. And I think I also go through trends where I prefer tea over coffee. Um, currently, I'm not drinking any caffeine, but the my favorite um, way to have coffee if I make it at home is a French press. It takes a little bit of time, but you just set the timer and come back to it and it's very satisfying to press the grounds down, you know <laughs> It's very nice and then I'll add either soy milk, almond milk, some kind of non-dairy just splash of that. And then if I am out and about and I'm drinking and and I want to, grab a coffee or some caffeine to go uh I love an iced chai or an iced matcha anything iced um something about that is really refreshing yeah so so I kind of I kind of you know go through different trends and I also do not scoff at a 7-eleven iced coffee (laughs) because you can get massive uh a big gulp you know for really cheap and it's not bad right they've got their little cold brew set up or their nitro set up especially if you go to a legit 7-eleven so yeah
1: i i also have to say that um my weekend coffee is sometimes when it's not like 110 degrees outside um is a french press coffee as well so we will sometimes get like uh go to like a coffee a local coffee roaster around here and get some fresh beans and then, um, do a French press on the weekend. And I, my favorite version of a hot coffee, um, and the only way I will drink coffee black is pour over, but it has to be bougie, bougie beans. It can't just be like (laughs) anything you get at a grocery store. It's gotta be like craft roasted beans, like otherwise, I can't do it. That's the only way I will drink my coffee black. And it has to be like, so, and it has to be
3: real good. I like black coffee, but I prefer not. Cafe Bustelo fan. And then I also really like um, trying local brands of coffee and community coffee. That's another, that's another good one. Mm. Yeah.
1: We like the- Community what is doing? a good old faithful for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That one is a classic. Um, we drink a lot of the L- Lavazo. Uh, brand coffee, actually. That's one of our mm-hmm. favorites. That's our everyday coffee, um, either that or like a Trader Joe's every once in a while. Um, both of those do pretty well for cold brew. I also like the French market coffee. Mm-hmm. I'll talk a little bit more about that probably later. Okay, so what about coffee in the South? Like what stands out to you about coffee culture in the South
2: specifically? So I don't really know if this would answer the question, but I think that in the South, coffee is in everyone in the sense of everyone is going to always have it on hand. Like, you know, the saying of you can come over to my house at any time and I'll always put the coffee pot on in like five seconds or Mm -hmm. yeah, don't know the exact term of that, that saying, but I just think that it's always been a big thing in the South, whether it was growing up sitting on my grandmother's porch and drinking my coffee milk, (laughs) <laughs> uh, yes
0: I used to like drink coffee with my great-grandmother's little old lady friends yeah so like and it would have like a ton of condensed milk or sugar in it
2: right no it probably didn't even have coffee in it but that's just what she gave us <laughs> <laughs> I guess to make us shush up yep. also you know?
0: think about it at every event like and I feel weird having an event at my department in the library without coffee. Cause we do have like older patrons that come to our events. And also like you mentioned, like your triple baptism, any church, like that crappy <laughs> church coffee and the big like craft
1: mm-hmm. or the,
0: like, you know, the little port <laughs> tin. it's, it's absolutely awful, but it's nostalgic.
3: <laughs> and any time of day, right. It spans yeah. any time of
2: day. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean my my husband's a firefighter and they literally drink coffee all day long Yes. It's like 10 o'clock at night and they're starting a new pot and I'm like why
1: <laughs> yeah we um i i also agree i agree with all of that like there's not growing up like I just remember like the first thing my mom would do when somebody came over and she still does this do you want any coffee she still asked me that you know and i I'm not an all-day coffee drinker I can't do it it gives me anxiety I wish I could but I can't. And she'll still like, Hey, you. if you want some coffee, we have coffee. I can put coffee on, you know, and it's just like ingrained. And I think it's part of that, like Southern hospitality, that mentality that we, that most of us have is just, you know, um, I, you're not going to come over to my house without me offering you something. You know what I mean? I actually don't generally offer coffee um, unless it's morning, but that's just because like, I don't drink it all day. <laughs>
0: Well, that's like when you have a, a like an espresso maker or a Krig or something like that. Cause y'all have like a Ninja, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We have a Ninja. yeah.
0: So like when you have like an espresso or Krig, it's really easy. Cause it's, it makes single serve. So if someone yeah. wants it, you know, they can have it. I actually used a Krig for a long time too. And I brought my Krig down to the library. <laughs> So I have the Kareg as a backup down in the break room at the library because it's better than the older Kareg we had. It's a nice long story short. We have three coffee makers in the library break room right
1: now because of me. That's (laughs) hilarious. Our, our building at my, where I work has like random coffee makers. We have like the big industrial ones for the break rooms. And then like, there's multiple people that have like Nespresso makers or like any of the break rooms you'll see like a French press somewhere. You know what I mean? But we work at a university, so they're all, you know, grad students and stuff and professors that don't like that work all the time, you know? So yeah, coffee is a huge staple. <laughs> I used to get
0: ragged on for my love of coffee when I lived in Edinburgh. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of my history classmates would make fun of me referencing the the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> <laughs> But that I was, was like, I mom. like what I like, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another thing I came across, and I was like, researching about this episode and looking at different coffee recipes I've grabbed on Pinterest, was something called coffee punch. And supposedly this is southern, but I've never had it. It's basically strong brewed coffee, milk, ice cream mixed together in a punch bowl. And supposedly <laughs> it's a big southern thing. Have any of y'all heard of this?
1: I believe it. It sounds like something you'd serve at like, n- maybe not a baby shower, but like, like how they used to have the big bowls that like punch bowls with sherbet, lime, sherbet. Yes. Right? That's way my family did you know, it with lemon, yeah. lime, yeah. I lemon, lime, soda, that. and lemon, lime, sherbet. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about the same, you know, coffee punch. I can see that punch was the big thing for parties. And have you ever encountered that Andrea?
2: I have not ever heard oh. of that in my life. <laughs> and i don't know how open i am to trying
0: it <laughs> it's probably too sweet a lot of sweet coffees like uh-huh. anything that's on the regular starbucks or dunkin donuts menu with syrup i have to quarter it cuz it is so damn sweet to me
2: mm. but so. i feel like it would probably be similar to like a root beer float but with yeah, coffee so i guess i coffee. could try it i would i would give it a chance one chance yeah. <laughs> it
1: like an affogato right it's like a co- or a frappuccino it's just not mixed up
0: that's true right. affogatos are good yeah that's that sweet that sweet bitter balance too mm-hmm. yeah an yeah. affogato for our listeners who may not know is basically like hot espresso or coffee over ice cream
1: yeah it's an italian dessert and it's mm-hmm. beautiful it's a beautiful thing
0: but something that is definitely specific to our region is chicory coffee you can't go anywhere in New Orleans without getting chicory coffee. Chicory coffee is, became a thing during the Civil War. Chicory's always been like an extra supplemental route for like to make things last longer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's chicory actually doesn't, ha- I don't know, I don't think it has caffeine in it. But basically during the Civil War, when things were, you know, cut off, supplies were, you know, dwindling, they would add chicory to the coffee to make it last longer. And it's kind of a taste that has stuck through the generations. So nothing makes me think, or taste New Orleans more than a chicory cafe au lait which is the chicory like regular straight drip brewed coffee with uh basically just steamed milk on top
3: mm-hmm. it was a staple during the great depression for that very reason yeah.
1: yeah it does um it doesn't have caffeine in
3: it I didn't think so but yeah. I didn't
1: want to say for
3: certain yeah, it
1: does yeah. not have caffeine in it
3: it's um, more of a digestive like health property you know it's yeah. like just good for you yeah, and it also I feel like brings like an a, a like a tasty tangy bitterness to it. It does you know? brings uh, does bring a, yeah. a flavor like a yeah. flavor
1: profile to it for sure. It had like yeah. somewhat of a similar taste. So it was another thing you could brew. And so I think that that's where a lot of that came from. I also really love chicory coffee and that's where I get the French market coffee from. Um, yes. it, it's a little cheaper than the Cafe Du Monde on Amazon. So, uh, cause they don't carry it in stores in Arizona, but I love making cold brew with it. It's so good. And there was one of my favorite coffee shops in Lafayette, Louisiana, Uh, It's called Rev now. It used to be called The Lab, but they made this Nola coffee and it was chicory coffee, cold brew, and then they would like pour like a sweet cream over it. Um, So I make my own version now where it's chicory coffee, cold brew, but with a little bit of half and half because I try to cut down a little bit on the sugar in the mornings, especially. But on our road trip, I definitely stopped at. Rev and got one of those and it was so good.
2: I definitely agree with Mandy about the Café au lait from Café Dumont. It's, It's a staple to get beignets with. Mm-hmm. I know and
0: they have a new a nice one in the new terminal at the New Orleans airport so the past two times I've flown out of the New Orleans airport I've gotten a Café au lait with an order of beignets just apart like it's not the same aesthetic as like the one in the French Quarter where it's all dirty and like everyone's drunk but it's kind of fun it's still I brought um our friend Jerry some like I just ordered two orders and like stuffed them in my bag and brought them on the plane with me yeah he was so excited
1: oh I bet (laughs) we always out of that terminal too so yeah we always like have to go there to go we mm-hmm. won't right there. I haven't gotten them because they usually fly out in the evening. But um, that's a really good idea.
0: My other favorite coffee in New Orleans is District Donuts coffee. They have yeah. some good coffee.
3: Do y'all like PJs? That PJs brand?
0: is okay. People are really uh. So a lot of my friends that don't like PJs had some a family member or went through a significant medical thing where they had to go to Oshner's, and the only coffee shop at Oshner's is PJs. Oh. So a lot of people I know actually that I'm close to aren't big fans of PJs. I can do it. I can do PJs in a pinch. Yeah. Um. But like there's one in D'Iberville. I never go to it. I yeah. just go straight on to Greenhouse.
2: Mm-hmm. There used to be one downtown Gulfport, but now it's Perks. That's mm-hmm. right.
0: How is Perks? Have you
2: been been to it, Andrea? Yes and no. I've been there like once or twice, but they've actually moved to a different section of the building that they're in. Mm. And unless you have time to go in and walk in and grab your coffee, it's not very convenient because they don't have a drive through Coast Roast actually has a New Orleans blend, but it's really good because uh, if, you've, if you've never been to Coast Roast, they will put on like three or four different black coffees every day. So if they ever have it, I normally get it because it's really good. Nice. <laughs>
0: And Coast Roast actually has locations in New Orleans too, like I know Saint Rock Market they have have a Coast Roast,
1: nice. a couple
0: other locations. Nice. So let's as now that we're getting into the i the the talk of the chain rest the chain coffee spots. Let's have a break and then we will come back and we're going to talk a little more about the Starbucks Dunkin' Donuts revolution of the early two thousands.
1: Don't worry, the episode isn't over. We'll be right back after a
2: short break.
0: And we're back. So, do you do y'all think Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and those like chain rest, like those chain restaurants slash coffee cafes, has ruined Southern coffee culture?
1: No. 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 Not at all. I think the reason we have good coffee and that coffee shops really exist in the South is because of places like Starbucks. I think that Starbucks made coffee um, more like, it it enhanced, like, that coffee shop culture, too. So Southern coffee culture, I think, is just – because that's in your home. It's going to happen no matter what. Like, it's not going away. Mm-hmm. I think it made more people like coffee, you know? Like, I never would have thought of drinking coffee when I was in high school. And now all high schoolers drink coffee. Or not all of them, but a, a great majority of them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't start drinking coffee until really my – probably my – like third year in college, like really started drinking any kind of coffee. Like before that, like I would go to Starbucks and stuff, but um, that was usually for a frappuccino. You know, it took me a long time to really get into it, and I think it's just I think it's created uh much more of a a demand for coffee personally.
0: And I think it's kind of like you know convenience, group like you know um McDonald's or Waffle Houses ruining like an old school like grease and spoon like mom and pop. Mm-hmm. diner I don't think it It. they're not the same agree so like like a, a like a nicer coffee shop or a more local coffee shop isn't going to be put under by a starbucks which is just more of a convenience thing at the promenade
2: you know <laughs>
3: yeah yeah if I, I can if I can play devil's advocate here has it ruined our wallets yeah <laughs>
0: oh probably because paying over
3: (laughs) over five dollars for beans and water just feels insane but i will do it in in a heartbeat and it's just wild when you think about it you know and and not to and not to diss not to i'll just say not to diss any barista out there who actually you know has a passion for creating beautiful coffee i understand that coffee takes a lot of time to actually make and produce but five dollars for beans and water come (laughs) on
1: (laughs) it has made coffee more expensive i feel like oh yes yeah
0: oh yes oh the markup on it is insane i'm not yeah it's it's absolutely nuts but there is things you can do like for me, Starbucks, if I don't feel like spending a lot of money and this isn't even being a, a, a dick because some of these hacks on Instagram, <laughs> like on like TikTok and Instagram are kind of like you being an asshole to these employees, like getting a cup of ice and a like shot of espresso and stuff like that, it's you neat. know, an espresso. It's ridiculous. No, I just get an iced coffee with like light ice. Yeah. Simple. It's usually like $3 done and done and it tastes fine. <laughs> Yeah. I do
2: prefer cold brew, but cold brew is like $2 more, so. <laughs> and I'm just not a fan of Dunkin's donuts, so that's why I don't go there.
1: I don't like their donuts either. I don't really like
2: their donuts much either. Uh, I will, can, I will say their munchkins, the donut holes,
0: they're not bad. Yeah. I agree. I say the only one I think is edible out of all their donuts is maybe like the Boston like cream pie donut. That's like just the Bavarian kind of cream donut. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's it. I that's actually nice. don't mind their coffee though but it has to be, I have an issue with Dunkin. If I get a Dunkin coffee, sometimes, even if I say I don't want it sweet, sometimes they make it sweet and whatever their sweetener is, is, is like rot your teeth out. Like as soon as you take your first sip sweet. So it's a little, it's a little much. So I don't normally, I go through phases. Dunkin donuts, sometimes is easier to get in and out of if I'm like just running for a coffee. It's also cheaper. But one thing that's, it's cheaper. It is a lot cheaper for the size you get. One yeah. thing that's helped me is I got in the coffee club at the greenhouse in Biloxi. So I paid a hundred bucks up front, got like a little tumbler and the first, uh, month of the year in January, it's, uh, drip, cold brew and tea is all free. And then it's $2 off any of the specialty drinks. Mm. So, and then it's a dollar for drip, cold brew tea for the rest of the year. And it, it
2: keeps me in line <laughs> that's nice that's smart that's
1: smart.
2: yeah i actually had my first lavender cold brew from the greenhouse <gasps> mm, good they, they do a good lavender like they have like an
0: orange one they've been doing different monthly like zodiac sign themed specialty oh, drinks
1: fun.
0: yeah oh. there's been like a cookies and cream one, a coconut one. There's been different ones like that. That's kind of a fun thing that they've been doing at the greenhouse. That's
1: cute. I love it. If they have a Pisces, you have to let me know what it is, Manny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just started doing it. I don't even know if they did one in March, but they've yeah. definitely been doing it throughout the summer for sure. Cool. Andrea,
1: I love lavender coffee. Those are my like top few like flavors of coffee that I like in terms of like, actual like sweet coffees are lavender I love an amaretto coconut Mm -hmm. and an Irish cream those are my top four I would say um Mm -hmm. but you don't see like
2: you see lavender more now than you see like amaretto but Mm -hmm. I love those so I don't think I've ever seen amaretto being offered so I'm gonna have Mm -hmm. to pay attention now oh it's so good oh my gosh Mm -hmm. Uh, Back when I, a million years ago, when I worked
0: at Nazetti's at the mall, we had like 20 different syrup. We had like 20 different syrup flavors. Mm -hmm. And like that, we had Irish cream, we had amaretto, we had like hazelnut, we had all the classics and a lot of different ones. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. To be like, what am I feeling (laughs)
1: like tonight? (laughs) I'm trying to think where I get it on the coast. What is it? Java Joe's or like the the little, the tiny little one. Yeah. Yeah. They have it. They have a lot of flavors mm-hmm. there. They have a lot of syrup. They do. Flavor. They do good coffee there too. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would either, I would always like decide, do I want amaretto or coconut? It usually <laughs> depends on the time of year. And then we have like a Dutch Bros here, which is a chain restaurant or a chain mm-hmm. coffee shop. And everybody that works there talks like this. And there's so that's a
0: West Coast familiar. chain. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
1: hmm They all wear like tie dye shirts and like their coffees are really, really sweet. Um, but they always have coconuts, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I don't know how we've gone all this way into the episode without talking about sudas. <gasps> how oh, we Andrea. like gone all this way?
3: Andrea, do you know about cafe sudas? I don't think so. Oh.
1: Okay. But- so I wanted to bring this up during chicory coffee, but oh, we took a break and I was like, oh, we'll come back to it at some point. So Mandy, would you like to explain what a cafe su is? Yes,
0: it's a Vietnamese style dark roast coffee over ice with sweetened condensed milk.
1: And isn't okay. it usually a chicory that they use? They for- usually do. That, so there's two
0: ways you can get it. If you get it at a restaurant, they have a little metal contraption and they put the hot water in and it drips directly into like a... A little like pool of con- sweetened condensed milk mm-hmm. and when it's done you mix it together while it's still hot then you put the ice and the water or the ice on it yeah and then that's the that's it that's what they do at the restaurant so they use chicory at that that situation but a lot of the times if you get it at like Lay bakery or probably some other places like bamboo or wherever like other places you get milk tea mm-hmm. they use a mix that you can buy at the asian shop shop it's mm-hmm. like a powdered
1: mix okay with the Girl condensed milk, wait. I always got it um at, uh, Coffee Fusion, and I love theirs. I think I'm pretty sure they use chicory coffee there. They've had it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they, I don't think they use a the mix. I'm not positive though. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be very wrong about that. Um, but theirs there's are huge, and so it always you have to be very careful with these because you will like, you will see colors. You know, like <laughs> color. Yeah. Not- you yeah. will see sounds, like, it will
3: make
1: you see yeah.
0: sounds. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Like, <laughs> a, a cafe It's
1: such a hit, good treat.
3: Yeah, it hits different, it hits doesn't different. it?
0: Yeah, I used to, because, you know, and it was so hot when I was teaching in Vietnam. I would be like, all right, I'm going to have one in the morning. I'd have one in the afternoon. Like, it was multiple times yeah. a day. That's actually when I started... So for a long time from like 2015 to like 2017, I was really good about limiting sugar in my diet. Cause I'd gotten really sick in 2015. It caused me to like redo my entire diet. I had H pylori, the stomach bacteria. And once you actually like gotten off of all of it, like the sodas, the sugar, you don't really want it anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: until I went to Vietnam and then it <laughs> all went to hell. <laughs> so cause of the Sudas, cause they have them everywhere. Yeah. Like. There was a little lady that would make them by my friend's apartment, by, by my coworker's apartment. There, there's cafes on every corner. Now, I will say, if you have a like, if you are an f- extreme coffee lover, Vietnam is the country to go. They grow it there. There's a cafe on every corner. They've con- like they've really embraced this like coffee culture nice. for sure.
2: You plan yeah. the trip, and I'm coming with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We got to go to Thailand and Vietnam
0: and all those places. I've actually planned a trip that would be a circle, but it would be a long trip. It would be like a circle through Cambodia, Laos, uh, Thailand and Vietnam. Nice. Like I planned one at like a giant circle basically through all those countries but yeah vietnam the one thing i didn't try there was a place that did amazing coconut coffee there were these block apartments like these ugly soviet block apartments they turned them all into cafes and little boutiques in the main like district one like touristy area and they had a coffee shop that did like this coconut coffee that was really good and then there's an egg coffee i did not get to try the egg coffee because that's more of a north vietnam thing i probably could have found one in ho chi minh city which is in southern vietnam but so yeah so i can't yeah we can't talk about like southern coffee culture without talking about our our vietnamese neighbors on the and on the point now like that live on the coast well a lot of them live in like de iberville now but (laughs) in other places along the coast but a lot of like back before katrina a lot of vietnamese uh residents lived Vietnamese Americans residents lived on Point Cadet and they had like a little and some of the little businesses are still there for sure yeah Lake Bakery like that's the Su that's my favorite Suda nice. actually if I gun to my head best Su on the coast I'd say it's Lake Bakery and second to some of the other legit restaurants like some of the legit Vietnamese restaurants and actually um Henry's which is another Vietnamese bakery in d'Iberville does good su-dahs. Nice, nice.
1: I haven't actually had the one from Lay Bakery, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I always forget that from your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like the ritual, when you make coffee, you, we talked, a lot of us mentioned we like, we have different coffee that we do on the weekend versus the week because it we get to take our time. Do you think that that ritual makes the coffee taste better? You know, um, is it
2: like something that you enjoy doing? Um, I don't really know if it makes it taste better. I do know that if I don't drink coffee, I will get a headache.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Um, uh and definitely I try to drink one cup of coffee a day, but if I skip it in the morning, I feel like I always drink two in the afternoon. I don't understand the science <laughs> of that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something going on with that. But yeah, I don't I don't think it makes it taste better. No. Mm.
1: What about you, Manny? Um,
0: not really. It I I just love the moment where time stands stills for a minute and you can enjoy the cup of coffee that you made the way you wanted to make it without being rushed or having
3: to like run anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I think um when you aren't in a hurry and you're able to actually like taken the whole experience of the hot sip or the cold sip the smell the sound right each coffee mechanism each way you make coffee sounds a little different um and then the taste of course i think um something about that if you if you're able to be present in that moment that makes it taste different but i don't i don't necessarily know if the ritual, although I would say Keurig versus a French press, those rituals are very different. <laughs> yeah. And that tastes different. <laughs> yep. So so maybe there is some truth to that. Maybe there is some truth to that.
1: I feel like it makes it taste better because you're actually tasting it more. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in terms of when you sit down, you take the time, you really go through the ritual of making a good cup of coffee and you're like Katie said present in the moment you know like most mornings I just suck down a cold brew and go out the door like the reason I leave my French press for the weekend is one it does take more time two I want to actually sit there and enjoy my coffee and so it's not just sucking one down it's literally like sitting down and really tasting it for real and I feel like most mornings, I don't really taste it that much. I just drink it for the caffeine so I don't get that headache. And I drink the cold brew because it's good and it it's less bitter and blah, blah, blah. I feel like the actual ritual of sitting down and enjoying it makes it taste better because you are actually tasting it. I don't think scientifically it makes it taste any better, but like being more present helps you enjoy it more and you get to actually realize what it tastes like.
2: I think- uh, uh, Katie put it in my head of a visual of my coffee does taste better if it's on the weekend and it's raining outside and I'm sitting out there with a cup of coffee, just listening to the rain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It also, I believe that's not something that can happen every day. Right.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I also am a big proponent of having it in a cute cup or a cute mug. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that makes it taste better.
0: (laughs) That's part of my ritual. (laughs) I love like the coffee shop ambiance videos on YouTube. Same. Those like those can make my morning too, <laughs> where you hear like the clatter and the like rain and the jazz music, and it just really uh, can make make things like a lot easier.
2: <laughs> Are y'all like Harry Potter fans? Yes. yes. Have y'all watched the YouTube, uh, sound videos that they have? not for harry potter no so they have like ones like holiday castle and it like shows you pictures of the castle and then it has very holiday like themed music that relates to harry potter i don't know i like this
0: <laughs> I, love it, I love it i love it that's oh, always awesome. cool that's something i'm into <laughs> for sure i would be into you <laughs>
1: Yeah. I love those ambiance videos on YouTube. They're very like, Mm -hmm. my favorite one is, is in the fall because like I when I'm ready for fall and it's, it's not fall outside because fall for us is like December, January Um, (laughs) in the Valley. Like I love putting on one of those, like the fall coffee shop, rainy jazz day music or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or the haunted Um, house. Yeah. Um, The haunted house ones too. And just like, enjoying it. I, I 100% put those on when I'm enjoying my French press coffee on the weekends.
0: In my cute little So, so this would be a, this is a fun yap. So what do we think would be the coffee of each Hogwarts house?
1: Ooh. Ooh. Like, so we have Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and, and Slytherin. Slytherin. Okay, wait, wait, what house is everybody in here? Because then we, we can, like, determine... Like, if am well, actually have the expertise here to say.
0: Well, I'm a Ravenclaw, even though the personality test put me in other houses sometime. I feel like being a librarian makes you a default Ravenclaw. And I don't care what the personality tests say. Yeah.
1: I <laughs> those of also, wit and
0: learning find their kind.
1: <laughs> exactly. I am also a Ravenclaw because, like, I love to read. And uh, anything less than stellar grades makes me cry.
3: <laughs> what about you
2: Andrea I'm with Mandy like the testing it put me one year in Gryffindor then one year it put me in Hufflepuff and I'm like I'm just not those <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I've actually been putting those before too but and I'm like, I you know. do, I have Slytherin tendencies sometimes
3: but Ooh. so what do you put yourself I think Ravenclaw in? would Ravenclaw oh okay okay I've I've been told I'm a Hufflepuff, so I'll go with that. Yeah, you're a hundred
0: percent a Hufflepuff, Katie,
3: <laughs> for sure. I Agreed.
0: would say I think I think a a Hufflepuff would be a really sugary drink,
3: like Same. a vanilla
1: latte
0: something or caramel latte. Delicious.
3: Yeah, something sweet and delicious.
1: I think like lavender honey would be really good.
3: Ooh, but they're like
1: yellow. Like their colors yellow. I don't know. I just think it's kind of they're all into like herbaly stuff. You know. I think lavender honey, but I don't know. What do you think, Katie? Matcha?
3: I feel like uh any, anything vanilla y anything lavender is probably good. Uh maybe just maybe even uh french vanilla cappuccino, you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Slytherin in my head would be very technical. It would be some kind of like
1: pour over pour over.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some very technical or wow. temperature matters the um materials matter you know all those things yeah
1: yeah i get that what about gryffindor maybe just be like plain ass drip coffee
3: or even americano (laughs) i was thinking americano to you maybe
0: americano Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah.
3: yeah. just to the point you know (laughs) it's for the caffeine
1: (laughs) so what would ravenclaw be Hmm. this is hard there's three of us that is maybe a cold brew yeah, with cold brew, I'm, I was thinking the about, cold I didn't yeah. want to, like, be biased and say cold brew, but, because it's, like, also, mm-hmm. and it's an efficient form of caffeine, you know, and there is a science behind it, so, you know, there's a reason people drink that, it gives you a lot of caffeine, it's a great form of administering caffeine, it doesn't have the bitterness, it doesn't give you as much acid reflux, that kind of stuff, I don't know, you could drink it It does have that. more caffeine in it. Yep. it's the
2: efficiency. <laughs>
1: Fine. Nice. And you can make it sweet or not. Yeah.
2: Okay, cool. I like this. Have you purchased any of these uh, store bought cold brews?
1: I have. I've, I I've have too. And store- I haven't
0: liked many of them. <laughs> no, they're, they're, I use them amazing. as creamers sometimes. Like I've used, Uh, uh I think it's the Calafia almond milk brand. They do some really good. Well, they're, they're cold brew, but I consider them. They're so sweet. They're like creamers. Yeah. So I'll buy like the pumpkin spice or the mo you know, the mocha one for Christmas or the peppermint mocha one for Christmas or eggnog one or their eggnog and use that as like a creamer mm-hmm. instead of a cold brew.
1: I haven't done that. The only one I've I've really tried and liked. I feel like most of them are just a little too watery for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one, the only one I've actually found that I like is is our local dairy does a cold brew, and then they also make a coffee milk, um, like a coffee flavored milk. Mm -hmm. So using that cold brew, and then they also make ice cream with it. So you know, all forms of it are good. Um, but the cold brew is actually really good. I do like it. But it's it's again, it's like a local thing. It's it's probably a little fresher doesn't have the preservatives in it that some of the other ones probably have to make them more shelf stable but
0: yeah there's a few i've like there's actually a highland brand one that's a cafe yeah. suit off i would do some quotes but it's kind of nostalgic but it's real fake tasting it's just oh, nostalgic yeah. for me from being in vietnam but the only one i've actually liked and they come in cans they sold them locally for a while now i think i think they're from texas are hybrids. Yeah. You can't get them at like ATB, Like when I go visit Stephanie in Houston, mm-hmm. but I like those cool. a lot because, and also they're not like loaded down with sugar. If you get certain ones, yeah,
1: that's that's the part that's um, this coffee milk does have a lot of sugar in it, but um, yeah,
0: the, I've had like the Korean coffee milk too from the Asian thing. store. It's good, but it's like I said, it's just like sugar. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's a lot. It's more like a it's like cafe su level sweet.
3: I've never I've never tried the uh like bought the cold brew and yeah. um pre-made what about you andrea
2: um i've tried i don't know the brand of it i know it's at rouse's and i know it's from new orleans um mm. and I can visually see it is it
0: like the isn't like big easy or something like that i think i know, so. I know exactly what you're running. talking about mm-hmm. is it the concentrate or okay. is it actually because they have some that are like a full container like a full gallon they have some that are concentrate it's the concentrate uh, it's really yeah yeah yeah. Trader Joe's has a concentrate too,
1: nice.
0: as well.
2: Um, I don't really care for the concentrates as much. I just feel like every time I get it, I don't do my ratios. Correct. Like yeah. I either put too much of it or I put too less of it. And every time I'm like, okay, down the sink. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to get this those- hard. Oh, Colbert's hard to do. We do, um, we have like one of those normal, like rubber-made, uh, like oval kind of shaped pitchers from just like the Walmart ones. Uh, yep. Yep. Court pitcher, and they then we have like this reusable uh coffee filter cold brew bag, and we just fill that up with a pound of coffee, close it up, put filtered water over it, um, make sure all the grounds are wet, and then leave it in our fridge for twenty four hours. So turns out good. I will have to try that. Yeah. That's our. I think I have extra pouches
0: if you want to try it. Cause I bought a couple. We online. tried
1: a shit ton of different ways and landed on that one being like legitimately good. All Cause the
0: time. Ed doesn't drink co- coffee period. I have had success with making it on my, in my French press. Yeah. Just in smaller batches. And I prefer to do it with cafe Bustello
1: as well. Yeah, I do like Cafe Bustello. We do use that one. I like. I've we've gone t- more towards the Lavazo recently. We like that one mm-hmm. better currently. Bustello is cheap generally. It's a good price for what it is for especially sure. what it is and how good it tastes. So we definitely get that one still.
3: Any other thoughts we want to share on our love for coffee and Southern coffee culture?
0: Uh, I'll keep drinking it no matter how bad it hurts my stomach.
3: <laughs> Same. we're all addicts here
2: (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna lie i'll admit to it i'll admit (laughs) to it too it could be worse could be worse things yeah so
3: true so true it could be all right y'all thank you so much for listening uh i hope you're listening to this in the morning and it makes you want to go grab a cup of coffee if you don't already have one um we'd love to hear your favorite ways to drink coffee, and maybe your thoughts on Southern coffee culture as well. So feel free to comment on our Facebook page and our Facebook group. Andrea, if you'd like to plug your socials here or your uh, business here, feel free to.
2: Okay. Um, I should mention In my full-time job, I am a paralegal, so my side stuff gets put on the back burner, especially after being a mom. So I do not post as much as I would like to, but I do have a Facebook page. I think it's caffeinated, coasty, photography, and videography. And I think by the time this video posts, or y'all's video, not video, podcast, your podcast post, I should have my first video edited from a wedding that I went to a couple weeks ago. So y'all should be able to see that. Uh, it'll probably be streamed off YouTube, but I think it'll just be linked and I'm not going to go into too much of that. I do have an Instagram with the same name of Caffeinated Coastie, but that's mostly just personal. So unless you just want to see my life, it has nothing to do with my business.
1: <laughs> so you have, So you have like a photography business now that people can
2: hire you? Uh, yeah that? so actually I've always had a camera but I've never really put myself out there and then my cousin pushed me to be a videographer she's a photographer and so I was like okay I'll do it with you and so that's just kind of how it started do you work for coffee <laughs> uh yes yes <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. We actually at the wedding, we, it was in the kill and I don't remember the name of the coffee shop, but it was one of the new or uh, trailer coffee trailer
3: thing. Mm, mm-hmm.
2: And it was actually really good. Nice. So that was, we had a little boomerang with uh, our coffee fueling us for the wedding. So that was fun.
1: Well, thank you so much, Andrea. We really appreciate you coming on.
2: Well, thank you
3: guys for having me. It was fun. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you're listening to this in the morning and it makes you want to go grab a cup of coffee if you don't already have one. Um, We'd love to hear your favorite ways to drink coffee and maybe your thoughts on Southern coffee culture as well. So feel free to comment on our Facebook page and our Facebook group. Don't Tell Momo, Momo Magnolia Lounge and we will catch you all next time bye
1: bye for more stories and all things southern please subscribe to our podcast on Apple podcast or wherever you find your podcast you can also find us on Facebook instagram and other social media platforms at don't till Momo
3: we would like to give a big thank you to David Sewell for the original music Thank you to all of our mobiles who have inspired us along the way, and thank you to Anchor for your incredibly user-friendly site.